0: Today we're going to have a little discussion around why it is more valuable and more important to own the corporate ladder than it is to climb the corporate ladder. Which I think most of us inherently feel this and know this. We just um, we don't really you know fully comprehend it. And you know most of you that are probably listening to this get it, see it, understand it. In order to talk through this, I was um, thinking about the cash flow quadrant earlier, and we're going to come back to that because I think it's probably one of the most valuable tools that exists. In far as far as, um, you know, the way we think about money and moving through uh, the different layers of money and building businesses or ultimately wealth in our life. And the cash flow quadrant obviously moves from uh, E as an employee, S self-employed, B as a big business owner to investor. And obviously the um, right side of the cash flow quadrant, big business and investor is where all the tax benefits are, et cetera. But this is also where I think if you just really think about it in terms of the big picture and we'll talk about fiduciary responsibility and who um, we are responsible to in each one of the categories, I think uh, what we talk about today will obviously make it much more apparent on why that investor quadrant is so valuable and important. If you think about it just in terms of, okay, who are we responsible to in each category or who is responsible to you might be a better way to think about it. Um, let's look at the employee quadrant. So. Who are you responsible to as an employee, you're responsible to the corporate ladder or uh, the corporation or your boss, if it's a smaller company, and who's responsible to you, Uh, the employer is responsible to pay you. And so, you know, there's literally a week to week um, agreement, if you will, you show up and do X amount of work. Um, you show up 40 hours a week, you show up, you know, for the month, whatever it is, maybe it's hourly, maybe it's salary. If you agree to work for 25 hours, I agree to pay you for 25 hours. If I'm the employer, I'll pay you $25 an hour. You work an hour you'll get paid $25 an hour. That's our agreement to each other. And obviously there's a bunch of, you know, we have to treat each other well and all of that and and all that's important, or you're not going to have any employees. And same thing as an employee, if you're a crappy employee, um, that's not going to work out for you very long. So we obviously have other you know responsibilities that we have to fulfill, but essentially you work for X and I'll pay you Y. That's the agreement in the employee quadrant. Self-employed. We think that, You know, uh, this is where the e-myth, if you haven't read the e-myth, a great book that really talks about the transition from employee to self-employed. When we move into the self-employed category, who are we responsible to? Well, number one, you're self-employed. So nobody is responsible necessarily to take care of you on a week to week basis. But now we are responsible to our client. So as a self-employed individual, um, nobody's responsible for taking care of me. Um, Yes, I still have an agreement with a client, but ultimately I'm responsible to the client. So things begin to change a little bit there and then we move into the big business so um who am i responsible to if i own a big business again it's my clients i'm responsible to my clients um, yes i have agreement with my employees but ultimately it's my clients and then we move into the investor category which is interesting so you know i spend a lot of time talking about um, alternative assets like real estate investing uh, most people don't know this but just like you can invest in the stocks and Uh, bonds and mutual funds and you can invest in your 401k you can also invest in alternative assets Um, some of them require that you're accredited everything that we do requires you to be accredited but even an unaccredited investor can get involved in um alternative assets, uh, under certain regulations with certain, you know, operators and there's crowdfunding, there's a lot of ways that you can get involved in it. But as we move into the big business, now, who are we responsible to? And if you think about this in terms of the big picture, just bringing it back into like what I was talking about, um, who are the, the big businesses, the public businesses, who are they responsible to? They're responsible to their shareholders and so yes, we still have all the employees, and yes, we still have all the other things that we had in the other categories. But the reality is, when we get into the investor quadrant, let's take a big company like, um, I don't let's let's say uh, Pepsi, publicly traded company. Um, they're they're responsible to their shareholders ultimately. There's a fiduciary responsibility. Um, they file with the SEC, they file with the trade commissions, whatever, depending on you know what type of industry they're in. Um, they have a fiduciary responsibility to their investors, to their shareholders, just like we would in a, um, you know, even a private company has a responsibility to their shareholders. If you invest with us passively, we have a responsibility to our shareholders in a publicly traded company. Um, the company has a responsibility to their shareholders. Uh, it, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't change. It's still the same. But the reality is the ultimate responsibility, the ultimate fiduciary responsibility lies on the company to provide for their shareholders. This is the ultimate if you really think about it because it's, yes, they still need employees and yes, they're responsible to their clients or they won't be in business very long, that's a given. But there's another layer um, and, and what I'm coming at this from a standpoint of you want to be an investor. Um, yes, you also you know it would be awesome to own a huge company that's publicly traded or to own businesses like we do where you know we put deals together and let investors that's awesome too but we're still the same as every other category we're responsible to employees um, we have responsibility to each other. Um, there's you know CEOs and and employees that show up just like there would be in any other company but there's another layer in the investor quadrant and what I'm saying here is that you want to get into that investor quadrant because it's the same as all the other quadrants, except you get to be the shareholder. You get to be the person that that company and the senior leadership and all the employees are responsible to. So we want to get ourselves over into that investor quadrant. It's the best tax benefit. It's passive. So you don't necessarily have to spend time in it. If you went and invested 100K into a publicly traded company, that's a passive investment. You're not making decisions, et cetera. If you invested 100K into one of our deals or a fund or whatever. It's a passive investment. You are not making decisions on a daily basis. So it's passive. It doesn't take any of your time. You get the returns without spending any of your time. That's the problem with the employee quadrant. If you're not showing up and you're not trading hours, you don't get paid. That's the problem with the self-employed quadrant. If you're not showing up and you're not billing hours, you're not getting paid. As we get over into the bigger business quadrant and we get into the who, not how, and we're leveraging you know, other people and we start hiring CEOs and we start hiring general managers, we start hiring integrators into our world. Now we're starting to leverage. That's why there's power on the right side. That's also why the government incentivizes it so well because you're providing more jobs, you're buying more computers, you're, you're doing what the government wants you to do and that's spending money in the right side big business. But the ultimate place that we want to get to is the investor quadrant, because those big companies or companies like mine, we have a fiduciary responsibility to those investors. So you get to invest money, you get to do it passively, you don't have to, you know, spend a bunch of time making decisions and, and dealing with problems behind the scenes and challenging um, issues with employees or regulation or whatever, you get to be a passive investor. And so we want to move into that investor category, because ultimately, that's where the best tax benefits are. That's where we can scale the most because it's not taking our time. We only have so much time. That's our most valuable resource, even more than money, is time. And so the more we can get our, you know, capital that we make, there's nothing wrong with being a W-2 employee. I've been saying this, keep making that money or a self-employed person, or even if you get into a big business, most big business owners take a big percentage of what they make and they start investing it in other companies. Um, you know, Karen and I are investing with other operators. I invested with a good friend of mine um, this last year, Cody Bugin, he does land development. Uh, I've had him on the show before and we invested with him and, and we just started getting some returns. These are amazing investments. So, you know, I'm not only invested in my own stuff, I start to diversify and spread that risk And also, then my money starts working for me. In The Richest Man in Babylon, it talks about taking that money, taking those soldiers and redeploying it. A tenth of all you make is yours to keep so that you can go reinvest that. So anyway, bringing it back over to the investor quadrant, I wanted to just kind of shift the narrative a little bit because obviously there's reasons why we want to get into the investor quadrant. Passive investments doesn't take our time. The tax benefit is there. But when we start scaling it, that's even more important. But if you think about it just from a practical perspective, where else... Can you put your money and invest in other companies where the company has a primary responsibility and that responsibility is you, the investor, you, the shareholder in big business. There's a form of that. There's a version of that, but in self-employed, you know, yes, there's agreements between, like I said, the owner and the employee, but the reality is in a self-employed business, you're really just responsible to you, yourself, and if you don't show up, you don't make money. But when we get over into that investor quadrant, it makes so much sense because you could have a 1,000 investors or 10,000 investors or 100,000 investors. And really the decisions that those companies make need to be at the end of the day in the interest of the company and the shareholders. And so I want to get on the right side of that equation, and I want to be invested in as many of those passive opportunities as possible. So when we think about climbing the corporate ladder, we don't want to climb the corporate ladder per se. Well, some people do. There's nothing wrong with that. If you enjoy that, then just keep climbing the corporate ladder, but then start taking and investing that. There's a lot of really su- successful um, you know, CEOs, et cetera. In fact, there's a ton of people that have been super upset because why? CEOs are making all this money. Well, the reality is the reason why they're making all that money is because they're not an employee, not because they're, you know, trading their 40 hours for a certain paycheck. It's because they're a major shareholder in the organization. And as a shareholder in the organization, they're incentivized to grow that. And so um, that's why CEOs of these huge companies make so much money. And that's why they're incentivized. So we just need to keep putting our mind and our energy Toward you know Dan Sullivan says this all the time. Your eyes only see and the ears only hear what the brain is looking for. We need to put our time and energy into getting as much as possible into that investor quadrant because that's where the money is made. That's where the money's made when you're sleeping. There's other ways to do it too, but really that investor quadrant is the most important place to go. So um, I pose to you that maybe you need to consider not necessarily climbing the corporate ladder but somehow owning the corporate ladder or a combination of both. Hope that helps. Um, Let's go out there and figure out how to pay less in taxes, make more money while we sleep, that funds everything that we want to do, and that's why Investing for Freedom exists. Cheers. By the way, if you're interested, we have some opportunities right now. You can text the word DEALS to 480 531 7519 to get on our list of deals. And we've got a current fixed income fund that's pretty attractive. It's short term, um, it's a fixed uh, income. The whole purpose behind it is to order as many houses as we possibly can um, while the supply chain is loosened up a little bit. Um, we've got a lot of opportunity ahead of us in the affordable housing space. So if you want to get involved and look over some of our passive investments, text the word deals to 480 531 7519.